White Wall fans. Welcome to, as always, another exciting edition of Go Tells the Wall podcast. I'm the one and only Sean O'Rourke here hosting for you. This is episode 29. That's right, episode 29, and it's Thursday night. We've got the live feed going on Facebook, so bear with us on that. Sometimes it gets a little wonky, I know, uh, but we are going to have all of the usual great common sense that we always tend to have. And I got a lot of stuff to get into tonight, as well as a little bit of an extended Burning Man segment, and we'll get into a little bit of why we're doing that this week. So, kicking things off with the social plugs, as always, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Also on Twitter, at tell the wall pod, my own personal Twitter handle, at magic muppet. Follow those, check it out, get your dose of common sense during the week between episodes. And of course, this is where you can find the live feeds and all that other good stuff. But always make sure you subscribe on whatever your favorite podcast channel is is because you know we need those subscribers we need those listeners even if you ain't gonna listen you know you only like watching the live stream subscribe on one of those platforms google play music itunes podomatic big shout out to podomatic that's where we host the podcast uh so check us out there as well as well as any of your favorite podcast apps websites and all that junk i know pod stitcher is a good one there's a whole bunch of them out there so check those out as well subscribe like share as always spread the word spread the common sense spread the passion that is go tell it to the wall podcast all right i'm gonna get into the beer pretty early this week and I just want to give a little caveat. Bear with me. I'm losing my voice a little bit. I think it's the ridiculous weather we're having here uh, in Los Angeles. Everyone's having their allergies act up and all this stuff. So apologies in advance for the weakness of my voice uh, this week. I'm just I'm just have to power through it. It happens. Sometimes the voice goes. It's been like 110 degrees here in Los Angeles for the past week. I've been pretty much uh, stuck inside, and the little bit I do go outside, I pretty much melt. Um, and I think all of the allergens are 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 kicking up and all that good stuff, uh, just because that's what happens, you know, allergies, ugh, it's no good, and I'm losing my voice probably because of that. All right, so I want to explain the beer this week. We're going to talk about it a little more throughout the podcast. You may have noticed if you saw the teaser photo that was posted if you follow us on Facebook. This week, I'm drinking Tecate. That's right, Tecate. Well, and you might say, well, Sean, usually you have a nice craft beer on the podcast. This is true. Usually I like to promote the craft beers, look for kind of the stuff that people haven't had before, or maybe a new beer that's come out. In fact, next week we're going to have an incredible beer uh, from Stone Brewing Company, and it is called the Punk and Drublick uh, hoppy lager. Uh, so just a little advance notice on that. It's hard to find if you're not in Southern California, I'll be honest. So it might be difficult for everyone to, to get that beer and join in, uh, but we're getting into, to, we will be using that one next week. That's what I'll be drinking. That's right. Chris Tecate, uh, or as I like to call it, Tecate, Tecate. Uh, and the reason that I'm drinking Tecate this week is because it is burn week. We have talked about Burning Man many times on this podcast. In fact, we introduced a Burning Man segment somewhere around episode 10 to 15. I can't remember. They all kind of blend together. Uh, if you're a burner out there, you, you can relate because burns tend to blend together. That's what happens. Um, but the reason we're doing Tecate is this happens to be my camp's, I don't even want to say official beer, but preferred beer when we are on Playa uh, at Burning Man. And I guess I should explain Playa a little bit. You know, we'll explain Playa later. Uh, Chris, you're on the live feed. Maybe, you know, explain a little Playa to those out there that, that only live in the default world and don't get to go home uh, for 8 to 10 days every year, like most of us do. Though, I didn't get to go this year simply because I have a beautiful, lovely, amazing daughter, Zofia, at home. So, we're taking a year off because it's a little difficult with a 9-month-old. Though, fact is, many people bring nine-month-olds out there. I've seen kids that young. Uh, we actually have some good friends that have brought their kid out there. Uh, and she's like three or four. And she's been to the burn. She was, you know, in her mother's womb and then has been to the burn like two or three times since then. I, I can't remember kids' ages. This happens. Um, bear with me. You know, sometimes the brain just goes. So that's why we're drinking a little Tecate this week. In solidarity with everyone out on the playa right now, enjoying the burn, uh, despite the fact that I'm a little bit jealous and have kind of been ignoring it all week because I would very much prefer to be at the burn. I shouldn't say I would prefer. I'd prefer to have a beautiful, uh, amazing daughter, but at the same time, I'd also like to be at the burn because that is going home, that is getting out of this default world, and that is all the good stuff. 
Um, and now I'm having people text me as well because apparently they're just feeling it in the air that I'm talking about the burn, so they start texting me. So that's why we're doing Takate this week. Hopefully some of you saw that photo on Facebook or maybe the fact that I teased Takate over the last two episodes saying that we would be having it the week of Labor Day, uh, which is the week of Burning Man. So to all of you out there that are at the burn, here's a cheers with a little Takate action. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you are making the best of it, and hope you are heckling some weekenders as well as some dark wads. Uh, I can't get into explaining all this stuff. We're just going to work on explaining this over the next few episodes. However, we will have still have the Burning Man segment this week, and we'll be enjoying Tecate for the entirety of this episode. Well, or until I get tired of drinking it. So probably the entirety of this episode, and then I'll probably go have another one after the episode, because, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I was at the burn, I'd be drinking like 10 of these a day, because it's pretty much like water and when you're at the burn you kind of just if if that's your thing you tend to like drink beer all day i wouldn't say i drink it all day but you know nice cold beer in hand hot dusty Ugh. uh that being said many people kind of take their own beer you know is, is uh, there's no like official beer of burning man many camps enjoy the tecate uh and then okay and chris is giving us an, a playa explanation on the Facebook. So if you're watching on the Facebook Live, that'll give you a little bit of an explanation. Chris is a fellow burner, fellow campmate uh, of Dr. Carl's Department of Collections. I still call it the Department of Collections. I don't care what the rest of our campmates like to try and change it to. So moving along, that was a lot for beer. Considering that we're drinking a very cheap beer this week, that was a lot. Uh, but it's the Burning Man relationship with Tecate and the fact that I'm missing it right now. All right, so as you know, this is episode 29. We're gearing up for episode 30, and I'm looking for something new, something to switch it up, not really like change things, but maybe beef it up a little bit. And part of that is going to come from all of you. I want to make a big push on getting subscribers and likes and everything else. So as I've said in the past and as I will say right now, share it with your friends. Tell a friend. Tell them, you know, even if you hate it, oh, check out this podcast that I hate. <laughs> even that's great, you know? So we're working on some things for episode 30. That's going to happen next week, and uh, hopefully we'll have something awesome going on, um, or it'll just be the same old stuff, and maybe we'll, we'll, we will have an awesome beer next week because we already have the beer for next week. Nonetheless, share, spread the word. Uh, we're trying to, to make a big push on all those numbers, especially with episode 30 coming up because that's a bit of a milestone episode. Episode 20 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast is when we introduce the live feed. You know, so maybe there's something else that we can introduce to the podcast, uh, get a little more interactivity, whatever it might be. So let me know. Hit me up on the Facebook. Hit me up on the Twitter, whatever it is, um, any of those things. And the face, the uh, the Facebook, the website will be live soon as well, where you can hit us up on the, the website. Um, and I don't know, tell us how much the, the podcast sucks. I do want to get into one thing. Uh, one very, very important thing, and I've talked about it on this podcast before, specifically uh, back in the fall when Haiti was dealing with uh, with disasters, with uh, I believe it was hurricane going on, disaster relief and everything else. Uh, right now, Houston is basically underwater. I understand the floodwaters are starting to recede, uh, but obviously everyone else in the rest of the country and really the rest of the world is looking to to help Houston wherever they can. I can I want to tell you one thing. And I encourage you, implore you to do your own research. If you want, you know, it's great to donate money. There's lots of great organizations out there where money goes directly to victims. However, Red Cross of America is not one of those organizations. I'm not going to get into exact details about this. I will give you a couple of examples. But again, I encourage you do your own research before you start throwing money around. Look into where that money is actually going. Okay, so now with Haiti back in 2010 when they had the tsunami and everything else, Red Cross was in there helping, supposedly helping. They took a bunch of donations, like millions of dollars in donations. And what they did was they went down there to build some houses for people. Their goal was to build houses for 130,000 displaced Haitians down in Haiti. What they ended up doing, despite the fact that they claimed they had built houses for 130,000 people, is they built three structures three structures in Haiti, despite the fact that they said they had the funds, which they did, they had the funds and the means to do it, they built three houses for 130,000 people. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but I can figure that math out. That ain't housing 130,000 people. It's just not. That's probably not even housing 130,000 birds. Maybe mice. You might be, I don't even think you get mice. Maybe ants? Crickets? I, I don't know. I don't know. The other example is when Hurricane Sandy hit uh, the northeast coast, Red Cross was in there helping and supposedly helping and taking donations and everything else. Well, later it was discovered that they were driving empty trucks around New Jersey 
empty trucks that they were saying were full of supplies for victims and everything else and people displaced, the trucks were empty. They were simply doing it as a show to make it seem like they were doing something. See, and lastly, I will give you this one last point, and then again, I implore you, do your research. We have these huge companies that are donating to Red Cross of America. Do your research. Just because the Walt Disney Company gives a bunch of money to Red Cross doesn't mean you should. It doesn't make it a great organization. It's essentially a conspiracy that's going on right now. In fact, CBS News this morning had a story where they talked about the distribution of money. Did you know that 90, not 91 cents on every dollar donated, according to this story, actually goes to pay for the, the infrastructure of American Red Cross? Nine cents from every dollar donated goes to actual victims. Now, I understand you need to keep your, your organization going and everything else. And I won't get into my firsthand personal experience with Red Cross because that's an entire podcast. But again, be smart with your money. Make sure your money is going to victims. In fact, there are a lot of organizations where as much as up to 100% of the proceeds go to victims. But usually you want to look for something that's in the 80 to 85% range. Not 9 cents. Not 9%. 9 cents on the dollar. That's what American Red Cross is doing. They're basically a company that's taking money from people, giving some of that money away so that they can pretend they're a nonprofit, and then paying the rest of their people with all the rest of that money. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And I will give you an example of a great organization to donate to uh, once we get to the music section. So stick around for that. All of you on Facebook Live, uh, make sure even if you're getting tired of this podcast, fast forward to the music section and, and see where you can make a difference in Houston without just basically paying someone at Red Cross's salary. That's what you're doing when you donate to the American Red Cross. All right, let's move along. We're going to get into a little social media this week. I've got a little bit of social media stuff. A couple things that are ridiculous and a couple things that are awesome. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it is. Social media gets a little ridiculous. Um, the one thing I want to talk about that's ridiculous, and this just came up the other day. I happen to see it in my newsfeed, and it's really blown up. Everyone is commending this guy and all this other stuff. Well, what I saw was a guy had started a Facebook Live video, you know, and then obviously posted it because I don't think everyone was seeing this live. Facebook Live video. And he's got the camera in front of his face, and his crying daughter, who looks to be about three or four years old, uh, is behind him crying, freaking out. Now, he's doing this because he's trying to teach her a lesson that she was spoiled and screaming in Walmart. They're outside of Walmart. Now, I understand parenting and everything else. I get that. Sometimes you have to be tough with kids. I get that. However, to me, this just goes way too far. Way too far. We need to remember something as individuals that social media is out there, it's public. And now this has become incredibly public. So while it's good to discipline your kids and show them how to act right and everything else, keep in mind, it doesn't necessarily belong on social media. You don't need to go promoting yourself, using your crying child to promote yourself and get clicks on Facebook Live. And everyone's praising him as a great dad, and it's fine. If you think that's great and everything else, I don't think it's great to embarrass my daughter. That's what's going on. That's gonna live forever in the social media space. And in 10 years, his daughter's going to look back on this and be even more embarrassed. I get it. Yes, well, he's trying to embarrass her because, yes, of course, there is a fine line, though. There's a fine line. You shouldn't be publicly embarrassing your children. There's never an excuse for that, for publicly embarrassing your children on social media, not even publicly like a store where a couple people are seeing you. No, 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 no. Out to the entire world. And now this is blown up and everyone's commending him. For embarrassing his daughter. He could have done what he did without putting it on Facebook Live. That's the bottom line. He didn't have to put it on Facebook Live. Why did he put it on Facebook Live? So that he could get clicks and everything else. So he, he could have, you know, potentially get articles written about him. Come on. That's not what children are for. That's not what we should be doing. Grow up. Do better. Do better by your children. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable to me. Inexcusable. Embarrassing your daughter. Why? You, you, you can discipline your children without putting it all over the place. I mean, th that's just, it's simple. It's simple. There's no reason to do it like that. Embarrassing children on social media so you can get clicks and all this other stuff. Speaking of people on social media and ridiculousness, I read an article this week, as a matter of fact, about a guy who was on Twitter uh, and was actually banned from Twitter, had his, his account frozen and everything else, couldn't access it anymore, and the reason was he had tweeted a photo of a dead mosquito. 
and had a story about how the mosquito was biting him while he's sitting on his couch trying to watch TV. And then he kind of had a funny thing. What are you doing trying to bite me when I'm trying to watch TV? Die, mosquito, die. Frozen, banned from Twitter. His account just gone. Now, I understand this to an extent, but here's what we have to remember as wall fans, as individuals, as people, as users and consumers of social media. I've talked about this before with the Facebook algorithm. You lose a lot of the human element. So if you do a little more research on this, it looks like what happened was there was an algorithm that picked up a certain word in his probably die, despite the fact that he was telling a mosquito to die. Uh, and for the record, kill all mosquitoes. There's no, I, I, have, I have no pity for mosquitoes. There's no reason for them to live. Um, you can tell it's a little bit of a soft spot for me. I've been getting destroyed by mosquitoes here in Southern California. We don't usually have mosquitoes in Southern California, but because of the ridiculous deluge of rain that we had this past winter, we're getting mosquitoes. And I get bit up as soon as I walk outside. It's ridiculous. I get bit up, and I can't stand it. So kill all the mosquitoes. Uh, but also, just remember, it's not always a human element here. An algorithm kicked him off of Twitter. He lost his entire account. You know? That's the ridiculousness here. Now, sometimes those can be good because I understand it's hard to, to, to kind of monitor everything that's going on in these social spaces. But because it's difficult to monitor everything that's going on in these social spaces, we need to remember that. So to me, the ridiculousness here is that a guy posted die about a mosquito. And we have a lot of other Twitter users out there. I have seen some bad, bad, bad stuff. And one of those Twitter users happens to hold a very high office in the United States of America. Can we go back and look at some of his tweets? They still let him stay on Twitter, as well as many other people out there. This, this isn't a political thing. This is simply the stuff that gets spouted off on places like Twitter and Facebook and everything else. So keep that in mind. It's not, not always a human element. It isn't. It just isn't. Remember that. Use social media wisely. Use it safely. Don't embarrass your children. Apparently, don't tweet about killing mosquitoes because it will get you kicked off of Twitter, amazingly enough. Um, but I do want to talk about the good of social media. And in fact, one thing I just want to touch on, and I'm not going to get into details because honestly, I didn't look into it enough. I know there's a big controversy with a Mr. Joel Austin in, in Houston. I'm not a big fan of his to begin with, period. I just, I'm just not. I think if you call yourself a Christian, you shouldn't be taking that much money from your congregation, period. You know, if you're a Christian minister, why do you have to live in a gigantic house and everything else? I'm not a fan of mega churches. I think religion and churches can be great if you're open-minded. I'm not a fan of the mega churches. I'm just not. Uh, however, I'm not going to sit here and chastise someone when I didn't really look into the details of it because I just don't care. I don't care about Joel Osteen. I don't care what he's got going on. I just don't. Um, I will say that regardless of the reasoning for his church being closed in Houston and everything else, it is a great example of the power of social media and how everyone getting on him about not having his church open suddenly gets his church opened. Now, whether that's true or not, we can use that as, as an example of people using social media for good and, and affecting change. You know, well, oh, it's, you could say, oh, it's so small. It's, a, it's still change. Which brings me to my next topic. So there was a, a, a father in, uh, I'm trying to look at the, the exact name of this, uh, this, this, this grocery store. Anyway, he goes to a grocery store. It's a place called Sobeys. I'm not sure exactly where this was, but Huffington Post picked this up. And he goes, he has his young child uh, who looks to be under a year old. This kid looks like Zofia's age, maybe a little younger even. Um, and he pulls into this parking lot of Sobeys, which is a grocery store from my understanding, uh, and pull, goes and sees there's a close-up spot and then looks at the sign in front of the spot. You know, you go in and you see those handicap signs uh, that are right near and they have the blue sign and you can't park there unless, you know, you have a handicap placard or whatever it el whatever else. Uh, this one is a sign that says expecting mothers and mothers with small children. It has a picture of a pregnant woman and a picture of a stroller. So what this guy did, because he's no, not an expecting mother nor a mother with a small child. He's a father with a small child. So he tweeted it out, tagging the Sobeys, and just said, am I allowed to park here? With the hashtag, which we've talked about on this podcast, not a babysitter, dad issues. I can relate. Absolutely relate. As a prime, I don't even want to say primary caregiver. As a daytime caregiver of my daughter, when my wife is, is at the office and everything else, I can relate. We've talked about it on the podcast so many times. 
But what happened was Sobeys got uh, word of this and said, you're definitely entitled to that parking spot. In fact, they're working on changing the signs at all of their locations. And in fact, the store, uh, which was in, oh, looks like Stratford, Pennsylvania, there's a location, uh, actually already changed the signs at that store. So now it says expecting mothers, customers with small children. So again, another example of social media affecting change. And he wasn't upset. He was almost joking about it. But this is social media affecting change. And this is one of those instances where I think the store just wasn't thinking. They didn't realize how they're somewhat ostracizing fathers. And not only fathers, but what about same-sex couples? They literally don't have a mother. You know, well, same-sex male couples. There's no mother there. <laughs> you know, there isn't a mother with a small child. It's either a dad or another dad with a small child. Think about that. I am happy to see that affecting some change. Uh, it is frustrating to see that these signs still exist, but we need to continue calling this stuff out. We just have to. It just has to happen because that's going to affect change. And that's going to make people realize. Because like I've said with many other things in the past, such as cultural appropriation and all that other stuff, a lot of times it comes down to ignorance. And I think this with Sobeys was another example of just ignorance and not realizing it wasn't inclusive of fathers with small children. And especially in this day and age where we've realized that the mother doesn't have to stay at home. It's not a female's job to, to raise a child. It's a mother and father's job, or two fathers, or a mother, or two mothers, or a single parent. But you can't you can't put that in a box and say, well, the mother's got to stay home with the child. You can't, especially in this day and age. You really they really never should have. But we've seen it now where that's ridiculous to do it in this day and age. It's just ridiculous. All right, moving on from social media, let's get into a little. TV, film, and books. And here's a frustrating one for me. We've talked about the Star Wars franchise many times here on Go Tell Us The Wall podcast. Well, I'm scrolling through Yahoo or one of those today looking for content. And apparently this toy company, Sphero, you may be familiar with them. Uh, when Episode 7 came out, they made this, this BB-8. If you've seen Star Wars Episode 7, it's like the round soccer ball looking android that rolls around. And everyone thought it was so cute. And they made this this little remote-controlled BB-8, and everyone lost their minds, and it was like the hot toy to get and everything else, despite the fact that it was like $150 for a little RC robot, you know, come on. All good. That's fine. I get it. Let's add characters. BB-8. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. I don't get, like, making these funky droids and everything else. Well, here's where it gets ridiculous. So Sphero came out today and announced, and I guess some of these photos had leaked, they announced the new radio-controlled droid. And apparently, this one that is going to be in the upcoming film, The Last Jedi, which comes out in December, I believe. I don't know. I stopped keeping track of this because we're at a point where it's obvious. Everyone can get so mad about the prequels. I'm not a fan of the prequels either. Uh, but take your, take your mouse blinders off, your Mickey blinders off, your Disney blinders. Just take them off and realize what's happening here. Because this new toy that was announced, this new android that's going to be in the next... Star Wars film, is the BB-9E. BB-9E. They couldn't even come up with a freaking better name. We'll just throw a different number on it. And the thing looks exactly the same as the BB-8. Slightly different head. Exactly the same. Apparently it's like a, it's like an Empire one. It's, a, it's the bad guy. It's the evil BB-8. But this is what I've talked about before on this podcast. It's all derivative. Now, not only... Are the new Star Wars movies stealing stuff and plot lines from the original trilogy of Star Wars? Now they're just stealing stuff from their movies that they're putting out. And why are they doing this? Because they realized that BB-8 made them a bunch of money. The stupid radio-controlled android made them a bunch of money and was super popular and everyone bought the stupid plush things. So what does Disney do? Oh, we're going to need another big moneymaker. Oh, let's do a, a BB-8 that's black and silver instead of orange and white. And we'll make it a, it's going to be an Empire one. It's, it's the evil BB-8. We'll make so much money off of it. Prepare yourselves, wall fans, Facebook friends, everybody. This is where we're heading. Disney is going to beat this franchise to death. And they're going to suck it dry for all the revenue they possibly can with stupid stuff like the BB-9E. How hard is it to design a new freaking Android? They have robotic trash cans at Disneyland. Give me something else. Don't just recycle the same freaking Android, slap a different name on it, different coat of paint, just so you can make money. This is the world we live in, wall fans. This is what's happening. 
So good luck with the mouse not destroying your franchise. I'm a huge Star Wars fan myself. I have a little Yoda shrine sitting here that some of you, eh, you can't quite see it on Facebook Live. I've got my original Yoda figure, uh, my Yoda figure from one of the prequels, uh, and another Yoda figure from Disneyland, like one of those little PVC figures or whatever. I love Star Wars. But I'm going to call it what it is, and I'm not going to sit here and salivate over derivative stuff. Stupid derivative stuff. So I hope they do better. I'm betting that they don't. They won't. And, and it's just not going to happen. Because to them, money over content. Money over content, period. Which is something you will never find here at Go Tell It's a Wall Podcast because this is not a revenue-making podcast. It is all about content. It is about me talking to a wall and hanging out with people on Facebook Live and getting all of you to subscribe to my rants. That's what it's all about. Not about revenue. They're freaking out because they had their, their shares were down slightly on the last quarterly report. Still making money hand over fist. It's ridiculous. Get it together. Get it together. All right, that's enough of that. Ugh, Disney not even trying to be creative anymore. It's ridiculous. And my cat could have come up with that stupid Android. That, I guarantee it. Oh, it's a ball. Oh, the balls are fun. I mean, like, come on. Come on, people. All right, moving along. I want to touch on this real quick. Game of Thrones. We talk about Game of Thrones quite a bit on the podcast, especially once it came back for Season 7. And it's over now. Season seven's over. Just ended on Sunday. And I will say, there's some things that are fantastic about this season. I will also say, there's some things that were completely lost. I can't quite put my finger on it. My wife was saying, has been saying the same thing when we watch it. I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, it's just not as good. It's not quite as good. I'm going to say it now. Other people have been saying it. It's not quite as good. It's still entertaining. I'll continue to watch it. Um, but it, it may have slightly jumped the shark here. Just slightly. I'll still watch next season. Got to wait a year and a half. The last season of, Go to, of Go to, <laughs> Game of Thrones is coming out 2019. 2019. Not 2018. 2019. Don't check your calendars. We are currently in the year 2017. Yeah. Year and a half. Year and a half. They are milking the hell out of that one. Milking the hell out of it. I do kind of hope that Jon Snow comes in the last season and jumps a dragon and they just own it. Like, yeah, we're just trying to wrap this junk up. Jump a dragon, Jon Snow. Jump a dragon. It'll be just like the Fonz. All right. One more thing for TV film books. I finally got around to watching a little bit of Wet Hot American Summer. My, my wife and I finally watched like the first two episodes. Uh, and I'll tell you, it lives up to the hype. It lives up to the hype, and I will give a shout-out uh, to some of my Burner friends who are in one of the episodes. I haven't gotten to that episode yet, uh, but if you are in the middle of Wet Hot American Summer or you have watched it, big shout-out to all of the fire spinners in that episode. A bunch of them are friends of mine uh, from L.A. Fire Brigade, Conclave. Uh, some of them are actually out at the burn right now, probably spinning some fire, as they should be. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying a little Wet Hot American Summer. And I love how they're just embracing things, because if you're not aware, Bradley Cooper uh, had a scheduling conflict and couldn't be in this this new um, sequel season that they did, um, and they're just totally embracing it in, in just the funniest kind of ways, and it, it's very enjoyable. Um, so check it out if you haven't checked it out, especially if you were a fan of the movie and then a fan of the, uh, of the series that came out, which was absolutely ridiculous but awesome in so many ways. Uh, now they're continuing it. It's on uh, It's on the Netflix. Check it out. Everyone's got Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, go get your friend's password. Just log in. It's simple. I have my own Netflix. I don't steal anyone's password. Other stuff might be a little different story. I'll admit that, but that's as far as I'll go. All right, let's get into a little music here. A little bit of music. I have two things, and they're both pretty much related. I mentioned top of the podcast, I would give you... A, a way to donate to victims in Houston without having to donate to American Red Cross. And one of them is the great Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 has put together a little fundraiser, and this one's simple. He's not collecting money or anything like that. Uh, but if you go online and, and, and look up Mark Hoppus, look up any of the articles uh, th that have been posted about what he's doing, uh, he's helping all the victims of, of Hurricane Harvey and... In doing so, he's encouraging people to send clothes, like lightly used, clean clothes, 
to the Southside Skate Park in Houston. Southside Skate Park in Houston. Wall fans, check it out. If you got some clothes, box them up. Take them to the post office. That's going to go straight to people in need. That's Mark Hoppus heading that one up. And they're collecting all of the clothing at Southside Skate Park in Houston. We'll try to post that one on the Facebook page as well if you follow us there. Uh, and that way you can access it and, and hopefully be able to send some clothing out to people that are very, very much in need. You know? That's the thing. My, like All of them are going to need funds to rebuild and everything. They also lost all of their clothes, many of them. So that's where this really comes in handy. I've been there. My parents lost everything in the Cedar Fire in 2003. Everything. No clothes. They, you know, they got out of there with the clothes on their back. So I've been there. And this stuff's important. And this, you know, 100% of clothes are going straight to the victims. I don't think Mark Hoppus is sitting there and picking out shirts that he likes or anything like that. He's trying to help out in any way that he can. Uh, so big shout out to Mark Hoppus and the Southside Skate Park of Houston for helping out and doing all they can for the victims. Uh, another thing I want to talk about in the music realm is that I read earlier this week is there apparently were at least 300 musicians in Austin. If you're not familiar with Austin, Texas, big music hub. A lot of music coming out of there. A lot of arts coming out of there. Um, it's a really interesting place. I love it. I've been there. It's fantastic. Uh, but they had about 300 musicians in Austin that volunteered to play a fundraiser they're putting together. All of the money from the fundraiser and the concert are going to victims of Hurricane Harvey in Houston. So a big shout out to all of those musicians as well. These are ways that, that people can help without just throwing money around, giving money to Red Cross, and essentially paying salaries for a bunch of their employees. That's right, Disney. You're paying salaries for employees. That's nice. Your whole day of giving and all this other stuff. Well, let's get a bunch of famous people to... Trust me, I get it. The Patriots are doing it too. The Patriots just gave a bunch of money to, to American Red Cross. It's shameful. It's shameful. You know? Shameful. You have the means... To get that money directly to people. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it. All these organizations. I'm sick of it. I can't do I can't. I just, I don't, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. Look into freaking organizations that you're donating to. That's it. We're done. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and complain about American Red Cross anymore. Just do your research. Do your research. Google it. It's amazing. If you just Google it. All right, let's get into a little bit of tech. Left tech off of last week. Uh, so there's a couple things in here that were actually supposed to be on episode 28, but we're going to talk about them now on episode 29 because apparently I have plenty of time on this episode. This happens. I try to plan things out. I don't really plan them that well. I got a couple little notes here, and they're just, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm out of time. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, we still got a lot of time here. We're kind of in the middle right now, wall fans. Don't worry. You can see the time if you're listening to the podcast. That's the amazing thing. We have this we have this amazing thing called a pause button, too. You can do you know, this would probably be a good time to pause. If you're going to pause the podcast, do it right now. Pause your podcast. Come back to it later. I know an hour is a lot to consume at once. Many people are fine with doing that hour. Many people pause and stuff like that. When I was originally going through and deciding the length of, of Go Tells the Wall podcast, I was like, well, an hour is too long. And I get the same thing. My wife even an hour is too long. And that's why I've talked about we're probably going to do another like an, an additional half an hour episode every week at some point here. Um, once we get a little more listenership and everything else, then I can justify doing that. Uh, but a good friend of mine, Jeffrey, actually pointed out that we have this amazing thing called the pause button. So you just pause. Just pause. You don't have to listen to it all at once, you know. So now's a good time, wall fans, to go ahead and hit pause. And if you did hit pause, welcome back. The rest of you that are just listening through that and don't care about my antics, uh, we're, we're still here. A little bit of tech. We're getting into some tech now little bit of tech. Uh, so, Samsung's Galaxy 8, Note 8, was announced. Samsung Galaxy Note 8. Uh, Samsung is assuring people that it will not explode, much like the Note 7 or whatever the exploding one was. I can't keep track of all these goddamn phones that come out. I did find it interesting, and this may potentially be my next phone. I'm not getting another phone for probably a year or so. I don't know. I go on, like, the two-year cycle. Um, but it is interesting, and it's getting rave reviews. So if you're a Galaxy, if you're a uh, Android user, and especially if you're a Galaxy user, Samsung user, um, and especially if you're up for an upgrade soon, check it out. Check it out. As long as you don't mind it, it's, it's a it's a very large phone. It's even larger than my uh, my Galaxy S7 Edge, uh, I believe. Not by much. But if you're not a fan of the large phones, it's not for you. If if you can deal with a large phone, check it out because it's getting just rave reviews from all of the tech websites and everything else, uh, which is amazing because Samsung is is basically trying to pick up. Uh, from the mess that was uh, the uh, uh, Note 7, 
the Galaxy Note 7. That was the one that exploded everywhere and everything else. Uh, and amazingly enough, I was just seeing something the other day. Uh, Samsung's actually outsold uh, Apple now on handsets, which is like doubly amazing because it's one thing that, well, you know, Apple couldn't be the number one seller forever and everything else. The thing to consider is if you want an iPhone, you want iOS, it's all coming from Apple. Now, if you want Android, chances are most people are going to have a Samsung. If they don't have Samsung, they're going to have a Pixel. But then you have LG and Motorola and all these others. So it's not only are they like beating out Apple and everyone else, but they had a tougher time to begin with. So it's amazing to me that Samsung uh, has finally surpassed Apple. We'll see. That'll change, um, and especially with the next point I'm going to talk about, which is Apple announcing a new iPhone on September 12th. So if you're one of those Apple users and you like to spend you know, $1,000 for your cell phone, uh, September 12th it'll be announced, and then it'll probably come out six months later. That's what Apple does. Um, so in, unless you're one of those people that likes to stand in line and all that stuff, uh, welcome to your iPhone 92 or whatever number they're on like a year from now. <laughs> I tease. Apple's fine. If you're an Apple, that's fine. I'm just, I'm not an Apple fan. I ain't standing in line for anything. I wouldn't stand in line for any, like, I just, you know. And I came to that realization, I was saying to my wife the other day, the only thing I'll stand in line for, or, like, wait in a crowd for, is the burn. Is Burning Man. Because you you have to, you're, you're, you're in a crowd waiting on Gate Road to get in, because it's very, it's, it's one road getting in and thousands of people getting in. Uh, but that's the only thing I'll wait in line for anymore. Uh, you know? I can't do it. I'm getting a little older and I don't have the patience. Like, wh nothing's that great that I'm going to wait in, like, some crazy line for, like, concert tickets or, like, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't need to. I'll catch the live stream. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, continuing on tech. Uh, this week, Nest announced, Nest, N E S T, uh, they make the cameras and the thermostat and everything else. They announced that they're coming out with a new Nest thermostat uh, with actually a cheaper price point. So if you've been reluctant to spend the $250, $300 or whatever it is for the Nest thermostat, I am in that same realm. I, we have Nest cams all over my house. Uh, I just couldn't justify spending like $300 on a thermostat as much as I'd love to have one. And there are incentives out there because all the electric companies, like they'll give you a rebate and everything else. If you've got a Nest thermostat, uh, but it's a cheaper price point. It, it's 100, I think it's coming out 150 or 170. Uh, so check that out, wall fans. I will probably be checking that out as well. That makes it well worth the rebates because the rebates are probably going to cover that anyway. Um, and it's just a cool little awesome toy that helps you save energy. So who doesn't like that? Just was never quite worth the, the two, 250 to 300 dollars. Just couldn't couldn't get on board with that. Um, speaking of 250 dollar price point. SanDisk announced this week uh, that they are coming out with a 400 gigabyte mini SD card. That's right, 400 gigabytes. 400 gigabytes. Uh, they have finally crammed that down into one of those micro SD cards. That's a little tiny uh, SD card that goes in your phone if you're a Samsung user, uh, unless you have the S6. You know what I'm talking about because you probably have one in your phone or your tablet or anything else. I have I have a micro SD in my phone. In, in my one of my tablets, not my iPad, because you can't put cards in anything, Apple. And I also have one in my Surface. Like, they're, they're very useful. Oh, yeah, and I have one in the GoPro. SD cards all over the place. I can't even keep track of these damn things. Uh, but now they've gotten as big as 400 gigs. Previously with SanDisk, and with anybody, I believe, uh, like two years ago, they came out with a 200 gig microSD, which is what I have sitting in my, uh, my Surface. Uh, but now they're coming out with a 400 gig one. I'll tell you. It's going to be a $250 price point when it first comes out. $250. Uh, but that will, of course, go down. Like I said, I have the 200, I have a 200 gig one. I think when that came out, it was like $200 or something crazy like that. I did not spend $200 on it. I waited it, not long after it went down in price. In fact, if you follow these things on Amazon, they'll let you know a lot of times, like, oh, we're having a crazy sell on, on micro SDs or whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's how I got my 200 gig one. It was on crazy sale. I was like, I've got to have one of those. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for that. And lastly on tech, something that just gets me infuriated and it's ridiculous. And I've talked about something similar on this podcast before um, in an angry way and also a sad way because I wasn't able to, to get one myself. Uh, and that would be the NES Classic. That came out back in November. came out on November 11th. I will never forget the day that the NES Classic came out because it happened to be my daughter's birthday. Yes, she was born the day that the NES Classic came out. Well, a, little, a couple months ago, Nintendo came out and announced that they were going to be releasing an SE. 
NES Classic. Now, if you're not familiar with Nintendo at all, the original Nintendo that came out in 1986 was the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. And then in the 90s, they came out with the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or the Super Nintendo. So that's the SNES. And now they're coming out with a miniaturized version of the NES, SNES, and they're calling it the SNES Classic. This is going to be similar to the NES Classic where they have a bunch of games already preloaded, and you can just pull up the games on there. Well, here's the ridiculousness of it, and this is what I talked about previously on the podcast. When the NES Classic came out, it sold out right away, and then they kept saying they were going to stock things, and they were going to stock things, and it kept selling out, it kept selling out. It was impossible to get. The price point went up to like $253 on Amazon and on eBay and everything else, uh, despite the fact that it was like a $60 retail price to begin with because the demand was so short. And they said, we're, we're going to put more out, we're going to put more out, and then out of nowhere they announced they were discontinuing it. So now you can't get them unless you want to pay like $200 for the $60 thing. Well, same thing's happening with the SNES Classic. In fact, they did a bunch of pre-orders for the SNES Classic. All of the pre-orders sold out. Every single one of the pre-orders completely sold out on the SNES Classic. And in fact, if you go on eBay right now and search for the SNES Classic, you're going to see incredibly jacked up prices despite the fact that the, the item isn't even out anymore. Or yet anymore. That it's not out yet. So people are selling on eBay based on their pre-orders. This is the ridiculousness of it because it's the simple little piece of plastic with computer chips in it and everything else. You know they have the means to make plenty of them, plenty of them. But what Nintendo's doing is just this constant, you know, drum up interest and everything else and then make it ridiculousness. And then it's all that's talked about in the news. I can't scroll through anything on social media or most news sites without seeing SNES Classic, SNES Classic. And they're talking about it and the price point and everything else. So I'm at the point where I just don't, I don't want anything to do with Nintendo because they're absolutely doing this on purpose, absolutely doing all of this on purpose. It's ridiculous. I'm just not into it. I'm just not into the dishonesty. You have the means to make plenty of these things. You have the means. So do better, Nintendo. Do better. Getting up there like some of these other corporations. Honestly. Ugh. All right. We're going to get into a little bit of it. I moved the Burning Man segment up slightly, ahead of Common Sense. Usually I have it after Common Sense. Um, and we got about 20 minutes left on the podcast here. So I want to talk a little bit about Burning Man. A little bit about Burning Man. Uh, now, you heard me saying, if you're on the live stream for Facebook Live, uh, my good friend Chris posted a little bit of an explanation. We call the area out at Burning Man the playa. That's just the word it is. And that's why if you hear me say, oh, the playa or the burn, the burn is Burning Man. The playa is where Burning Man happens. So everyone's out on the playa right now. Not everyone. I'm here. My wife's here. My daughter's here. Actually, most of my camp is still in L.A. Um, people, certain people just couldn't make it to the burn this year from my camp. In fact, one of my campmates uh, just two days ago, or no, yesterday, yesterday, uh, welcomed a beautiful baby boy into his life. Uh, and that's why he couldn't make it out to the burn this year because his he was busy preparing for an an a upcoming child, uh, which uh, made his appearance yesterday. No name yet, but congratulations, Yeti and Becky. Um, so anyway, Burning Man, we're gonna get a little into a, just a couple things, a couple things I want to talk about. And cheers to all of you out there. You're probably gonna be hearing this when you get back. I don't want any of you listening to this out there. Enjoy the burn. Don't use don't use devices or anything. Ugh, disgusting. I saw someone posted on Twitter the other day, and that's the thing with Burning Man. If you're not familiar with it, you really don't get much service out there. You know, in fact, it used to be you got like no service. So I get on Playa, I put my phone in a in a dust proof waterproof case, and it goes in my bag until the end of the week, until I drive off the Playa, actually hit pavement, then I will pull my phone out. Now I understand people have had to do this for emergencies and everything else and checking in, uh, but that's no excuse for for things like social media. Social media shouldn't be happening out there. And we can argue about this all you want. I don't care. You know, my wife, well, you know, it's just we have to deal with it and it's people burn in a certain way. No, no, no. We detach from the default world. And we especially don't post on Twitter that we're giving a talk at some camp at Burning Man in the middle of the freaking burn. That's not how we do things. Now, you want to go out there and do a bunch of drugs and dance or be an idiot? That's fine. That's not my bag. But that's fine. Do your thing. But don't be using social media to promote yourself at the burn. Put it in the freaking who, what, where like you're supposed to. 
This is not a place for social media. I don't care if all these tech people are out there. I don't care if freaking Paris Hilton's out there posting Instagram and all stuff this week. That's not how we do it. It's not how we do it, wall fans. That's not how burners do it. Get over it. On that note, I have a couple stories for you. I will be honest with you. For those of you that do listen and really enjoy the podcast and everything else, you have a little bit of thanking to do to Burning Man. And the reason is, uh, this podcast that I host, you know, we have all these things, episodes and social media presence and everything else, YouTube presence. Go tell us the wall podcast. I actually started this Facebook page well over a year ago. I actually started the Facebook page for Go Tell the Wall podcast about six months before I actually did any kind of podcasting. Because I wanted to do a podcast, because of my background in radio and everything else, and the fact that I enjoy hosting and everything else, I want to do a podcast. And so I set up a Facebook page, Go Tell Us the Wall podcast. Well, it sat there for about six months. And then I went to the Burning Man, to, to the Burn last year. The Burning Man. The Burn last year. I'm sitting on the porch outside of our camp. Uh, and my brother-in-law, Dante, my sister-in-law, Mary, are talking to me. Another good friend of mine, Perry, um, had come over at some point during the conversation. And we're talking about what we want to do when we get back, you know. Um, and I was currently preparing for the arrival of my daughter. Um, was between jobs at that time. I just finished up a contract with Universal. And uh, and I was like, well, you know, I've been wanting to do this podcast. I've been wanting to do some YouTube videos and everything else. And just, I didn't have the courage to do it. But then what happened was... My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my good friend Perry all sat there and encouraged me to do it. Now, not in a beat-me-up kind of way, but just encouraged me to do it and gave me a little bit more of that confidence, that little bit of confidence that I needed to go over the edge. Well, I got back from last year's burn, and within two weeks, I recorded the first episode of Go Tell Us a Wall podcast because of that motivation to do so. Started after the burn. That's why the burn's important to me. Stuff like that is why Burning Man is important to me and why it's important to many people that I know and love is because of stuff like that. So, all of you wall fans out there, you have a little bit of thanking to do to Burning Man. You have a little bit of thanking to do to, uh, to my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and my good friend Perry. Now, of course, I've had much encouragement from all over the place. I mean... My wife has always, always been a big proponent of the podcast. I have many friends and a few fans uh, that listen, that watch, that support, and everything else. So it's not to say that it's only them, but that was that little push I needed to get off the edge, to get over the edge. It was just like the production team at Disney, and, and, and I'm a lemming, and they had to throw me over the edge. And like three listeners actually understand what the hell I'm talking about now. Yeah, well, we'll save that for another time. Um, all right, uh, and... <laughs> And cousins, this is true. Uh, thank you, Andrew. My 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 cousin Andrew is on the live stream currently right now, um, and, and uh, explaining the support that I get. Uh, I'm one of thirteen cousins, which I've I've talked about on this podcast before, uh, especially after my grandmother passed away, and I've had much of the support of uh, of many of my cousins and and lots of my family, uh, aunts, uncles, parents. It's it's out of hand. Um, but it was that little bit of that little push, that little push. So I do appreciate all of the support, uh, but I needed that that little push to kind of get over the edge. Um, and sometimes I need my wife kicking me in the ass on Thursday nights because I'm like, I don't want to go in the freaking get in the studio. I don't want to go in the, get in the studio. No, no. And I, I end up going in the studio. <laughs> That's what happens when you marry a strong Polish woman. She can be very convincing at times. I'm exaggerating that, but she does kick my ass into the studio sometimes. It's Thursday, go record. All right, one more little Burning Man story I want to talk about. This one's actually from last year. Um, and this is just kind of the, the, the magic that happens out, at, uh, out on the playa. Uh, you know, I've talked about so many different happenings and everything that's going on out there and the magic of the temple and everything else. And this was one that stuck with me from last year. So last year after the temple burned, uh, which is the last night, that is Sunday night, that is the day before Labor Day, Sunday night the temple burns, and that is that is it. It's very emotional, it's very quiet, uh, the city's very quiet because a lot of the weekenders and stuff have left, a lot of the idiots, the partiers have left, uh, it's very quiet in the city. And my camp, we go to the temple burn, watch the temple burn, uh, and then go back to camp. Camp is pretty much broken down at that point, just some tents and cars and everything else. Uh, and then... We, uh, we have some snacks and just kind of hang out. and it's, it's very subdued at that point because we're getting ready to leave the next morning. Um, and ever since my first burn, usually what happens is we get back to camp and everyone kind of hangs. Um, and every one of my burns that I've been to with my camp, I'm the last one up. Last one up. 
I kind of do this on purpose because I enjoy it. And now part of it is I just don't want to go to sleep because it's the last night of the burn. Uh, and part of it is I just enjoy the serenity of it. You know, you get to the burn and it's crazy. I mean, everyone has, you know, maybe like I do, many people get something out of it spiritually, but it's still a little crazy. You know, there's music going. It's crazy. There's huge art cars driving by. It's crazy. Lights everywhere. It's, it's just nuts. It's nuts. Uh, so I enjoy the serenity of that Sunday night. And I'll usually go walk out in the middle of the street. Uh, now, I quit smoking two years ago. I, I, I You know, I smoke a, uh, a, one of those stupid little vapes uh, now and then. Uh, but out at Burning Man, I still smoke. The, the past two burns that I've been to after I'd quit smoking, uh, I still smoke for that week. Um, so what I do is that Sunday night, I'll go out and I'll, I'll stand in the middle of the street. Now, this isn't a paved street where cars are driving by. I'm not going to get into a full explanation uh, of kind of of the burn. Uh, Jeff, who just joined, uh, understands what I'm talking about. But I go out into the middle of the street uh, and, and smoke a cigarette and just enjoy the serenity of it. And sometimes you hear faint music or whatever else, but it's much quieter than it is during the rest of the week. Well, this past year, 2016, I go out to the street and, and everyone's kind of pretty much gone down to bed. I'm standing in the middle of the street and off in the distance I hear this particular song and I'm not even going to tell you all the particular song but I hear this song and to give you a little bit of background last year during the week um, an incredible burn. One of the best burns I've ever had was, was last year. However, there was something weighing on my mind and it was because of the relationships I have with, with many other burners because of the burn and because of the burner community um, I felt that I was lacking on my relationships with other friends. And in fact, I have a very, 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 very close-knit group of friends, um, some that I've known since high school, uh, some that I've known since, like, second grade, some I've known even all my life, um, this very close-knit group of friends. So I'm standing in the middle of the street, and the song comes on, which has always been a little bit of a theme song for my friends and I. And I kid you not, before that song came on, I was, I was thinking about this, and I was saying, how can I be a better friend to really everyone, but in particular... These friends that I've known for so long, where I felt I was being neglectful. And the song comes on. And I just felt peaceful. And I enjoyed it. And I stood there and listened to it. This faint song. And I'll tell you one thing, because at the, at the burn, you hear a lot of electronic music. You know, a lot, a lot of drum and bass, or, or what do they call it? Dubstep, they call it these days. It's all freaking same. It's trance. It's trance electronic music. It's all the same. Uh, you know, you hear some other stuff. It's always someone playing like bagpipes or something. Uh... This song in particular isn't something you usually hear out there. It's not a song you'd even hear like on the radio. So it was amazing that I heard it. And the playa was speaking to me and telling me it's okay. It's okay. Don't feel neglectful. Your friends are there. And in fact, I got back to the default world, got back to Los Angeles. And a couple days later, I posted in a group that I have with a bunch of these friends. And I told them what happened. And I told them how I was feeling. How I feel like I've been neglectful. And the overwhelming response from all of them was, we may not talk all the time, but when we do, it's immediate. That connection, that friendship, it never goes anywhere, despite the fact that we don't talk every day. Despite the fact that I would love to be more supportive to friends, but the fact is, they're all over the country. You know, I have friends everywhere, all over the country. I have friends in freaking Haiti other countries good friend of mine Mikey's in Haiti very difficult to get in touch with him but that's something I needed now you can say oh well you created that yourself you know regardless of where you think it came from for me that's what I needed in that moment and that's why the playa is fantastic just one of the many reasons why the playa is fantastic is because I needed that on the last night after the temple burn I needed it. Incredible burn. And that just put a nice little bow on it. And this is like two days after people are convincing me to do a podcast. So I'm coming back to the default world ready to be a podcaster and ready to reconnect with all my friends and show them how much I love them. And it was all there. It was all there. That's the magic of the playa. That's the magic of Burning Man. So as much as you think, oh, you just do a bunch of drugs, people walking around naked and blah, 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 blah. Sure, that happens. That's not what it is for everybody. In fact, the entire world, there's people running around doing drugs. There's people running around naked. There's people running around doing bad things. There's people that don't run around doing bad things. There's people that run around doing fantastic things. So consider that if you're not familiar with the burn. If you are familiar with the burn, this is just in one ear and out the other because you already know what the hell I'm talking about. But if you're not familiar with the burn, consider that. It's a city. 
It's a city of 70,000 people. You're going to have some idiots. You're also going to have some amazing people that lift others up, that encourage others, that bring amazing things out to the middle of the Nevada desert to show how creative they are, to share that with other people. That's what's amazing about the burn. That's what's amazing about the burn. And that's why I will be back there next year. Magical Muppet will be back next year, possibly with a one-and-a-half-year-old in tow. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. All right. We're going to get into a little common sense. we got about five, seven minutes left here. A little bit of common sense. I don't have a lot. But i got to be honest. I've had these couple of things sitting in the hopper for the past like two episodes, and I always run over on time. I blame Bridget, my pseudo-co-host. She's not here this week. That's probably why we're getting through things a little quicker. No, thank you to Bridget because she uh, she actually helps keep me in line. She looks stuff up. I'll tell my wife today, uh, Bridget's like my 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 uh, on-air producer. So whenever I get caught up or confused on something, she's usually keeping me in check uh, or reminding me what the hell I was talking about before I went on a big tangent or just calling out idiots, which I love. I love people calling out idiots. I'm always a fan of that. All right, a little common sense here. So, friend zone. I've teased this before. And this is just a quick thing. You know, and... But I want to think about this for a moment, Wall fans. The friend zone. You always hear this. Oh, you're you're stuck in the friend zone. Or he's stuck in the friend zone. She put him in the friend zone. You never hear she's stuck in the friend zone. You never hear he put her in the friend zone. And I was thinking about that a couple weeks ago. Got me thinking. Why is there this double standard on the friend zone? How can women put men into the friend zone? Or that's what you hear about. But you don't hear about men putting women into the friend zone. Well, you know why, Wall fans? As I was thinking about this, I realized. And you know why? It's because guys are freaking creepy. Because guys are creepy. Because what happens is, if a woman realizes a man is just not into her and there's no connection, that's fine. We can be friends. You know? But if a man realizes that a woman is not as into him and they don't have a connection, well, I've been put in the friend zone. And I'm going to try like hell to get out of this friend zone. There's some finger quotes going on there, Wall fans friend zone because I'm creepy and it, I don't understand how another woman could not be into me the way I'm into her think about that think about that wall fans why is there a double standard why because guys are freaking creepy guys are creepy so to guys they've been stuck in a friend zone a friend zone and it's somehow a female abusing a male by putting him in a friend zone However, again, women don't get put in a friend zone. You know why? Because they move on. Because they realize. And they're not going to sit there and say, oh, I'm in a friend zone here. Even though I like this guy, I'm in a friend zone. No. No. So get it together. Let's retire this stupid friend zone term because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You can say, well, I've met many women that are just using guys for their money. Whatever, that's fine. You know, you can call them out on that. Don't call them out on putting a guy in the friend zone. Call them out on using a guy for his money or for whatever he's given. You know, call them out on that. Don't say friend zone. Friend zone. You know, come on. Come on. It's just amazing to me. It's amazing to me. I don't get it. And we're going to retire this friend zone term. We're done with it. Done. No more friend zone, wall fans. We hear someone say it. To ask and ask them specifically, and that's what I'm gonna do. If I hear someone say, "Oh, I got stuck in the friend zone," why? Hmm. Explain that to me. Explain to me what happened. What makes you think you're in a friend zone? And what is this weird structure that you speak of that's referred to as a zone, and it's only friends in it? I don't even understand. As I'm saying it, you see how dumb that sounds. See how dumb that sounds. All right, my voice is my voice is going even more. Oh, it's terrible. That's terrible. Um, okay. I got one more thing I want to talk about. Um, and this one I hold close to the heart. And that's why this one kept getting pushed off. Uh, and this is what I like to call the always greener on the other side effect. Always greener on the other side. Now, you always you hear that term. The grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I get it. I understand what you're saying. Uh, the thing is, you can always look up to somebody and be jealous. I'm guilty of it. I've been guilty of it all my life. In fact, I spent a lot of my life saying, man, if I just had that, man, if I could just have that house, if I could just have that car, 
It'd be so perfect. And I would tell myself in my head, it'd be so perfect. Now, of course, this is a product of my OCD. And I recognize that now. And everyone's, I'm still guilty of it to an extent. But I want to point this out. Because I talked last week about being grateful and being grateful for what you have. So think about this. In fact, there's a comic strip out there that illustrates this perfectly. You know, there's a cool sports car driving down the road and a guy in kind of a junkier car pulls up next to him and said, man, I wish I had that nice car. And the next cell, it's that junkie car and a guy on a bicycle and saying, man, I wish I had a car. And next one is a guy sitting at a bus stop and seeing a bicycle and saying, man, I wish I had a bicycle. The last one is the killer because the last one is a guy in a wheelchair sitting at his window of his apartment, looking down at the guy at the bus stop and saying, man, I wish I could walk. Think about that, wall fans. Think about that, Facebook friends. Think about that. I like neutral zone better. I don't know. Neutral zone might still be pushing a little neutral zone. We'll just call them friends. Um, but think about that comic strip, wall fans. Because I'm guilty of it. Like I've said, I'm guilty of it. Always have been. I try to be better about it. This is going to end. But think about that comic strip, wall fans. Think about that. And think about what you could be doing to other people by pointing out their shortcomings or saying what they have isn't as nice. And I'll give you an example. I've talked about this on the podcast. I'm a huge fan of Vans, Vans shoes. Been a huge fan really my entire life. Well, at a point when I got a little older and started making a little mo- bit of money, uh, I started buying a lot of Vans. And right now, I have a lot of Vans. I put all of my groomsmen when I got married into Vans. I bought them all Vans because I want to get married in Vans. I got married in a set of custom Vans. Well, you know where that obsession comes from? Not just because I love Vans, because I do. And I like shoes. I like having different color shoes. But let me tell you a little story about 11, 12 year old Sean. In uh, in sixth, seventh grade, probably seventh grade. My family didn't have a lot of money growing up. We had a lot of money when I was very young, uh, and then my mother's company folded up. National Theme Productions folded up, and after that, we didn't have a lot of money. We just didn't. And when I was twelve or thirteen years old, I needed a new pair of shoes for school. So my mother sent me to Walmart. Gave me some cash. Sent me to Walmart. I went there with a couple friends. Picked out a pair of shoes. From Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Not the coolest place to get shoes, right? I got this pair of, I'll never forget to this day, a pair of black high tops. The brand was Voit. V-O-I-T. I don't know if that brand exists anymore. Off brand. Cool looking shoes. I had some friends. Those are cool shoes. You just get, you get those shoes. All right, I'm going to get these shoes. I just go, go to school the next day or a couple days later, whatever it is. And I'm wearing these shoes. A bunch of kids come over. Look at my shoes. Start making fun of them. Incessantly making fun of them. Voight? What's that? What's Voight? You got some Voights? That's what happened. That's what happened. Went to private Catholic school with a bunch of fucking rich kids who like to make fun of other kids that didn't have money. So you want to know why I have a lot of Vans shoes today? Because that stuck with me. And that's me making up for not having those shoes. For not having nice shoes at that time. Now, I even had Vans back then. In fact, I had a pair of all-white, authentic Vans that I wore at times. But that was like my one pair of Vans then. When I was a kid, I usually had like a pair of Chucks and a pair of Vans. Didn't have a lot. Didn't have a lot of money. Just couldn't afford it. Buying shoes at Walmart. So think about that, Wall fans. Think about that. All of you out there, anybody who's listening to this, think about that. When you're giving someone a hard time about their car or their shoes or their shirt, Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't. None of it matters. You know why? Because we're all going to die someday, and you ain't taking any shoes with you. You ain't taking shoes. You ain't taking that nice car. None of that's going with you. So what do we get out of putting other people down because their stuff isn't as cool? Nothing. Nothing. So don't do it. Just don't do it. We lift each other up here at Go Tell to the Wall. We show each other love. We don't insult each other. We don't put each other down. It's just not something we should do. Nobody should ever be doing that. And if you catch someone doing it, call them out on it. Call them out on it. Because I'll tell you, I don't want my daughter growing up in a world like that. Where it matters what brand of shoes you wear. Who cares? Who cares? 
I'll leave you with that, Wall fans. I will leave you with that. As always, I appreciate all of you joining in. Thank you for those of you joining in on the Facebook Live. We're going to end here. You can stick around for a few minutes. I'll say what's up, maybe answer a couple questions. Uh, so stick around on Facebook Live. Those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much for listening. As always, remember to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend. Uh, Facebook.com slash Podcast. Check us out on Google Play uh, Google Play Music or whatever they call it these days, uh, as well as iTunes. Hey, Bradley. Bradley's on here. I was hoping Bradley would be on here. Uh, Bradley's another fellow burner that just joined the live broadcast. Uh, what was I saying? So Facebook.com slash go tell to wall at tell the wall pod at magic Muppet. Uh, very soon we will have Sean O'Rourke live.com coming up. Uh, and of course, check us out on Podomatic. That is the host. Big shout out to Podomatic for everything they do to keep my podcast and all the other podcasts out there hosted and, and distributed out to all the different mediums. I know, Bradley. We we're talking. You got to go back and listen. Bradley's on here missing the playa. Don't you, uh, see the T the Kate? Mm, that's why we're drinking crappy beer this week because of playa. Uh, and that's about it. Like I said, Sean Work Live's coming up very soon. Check us out on YouTube. Just search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and you can check out the YouTube channel as well. As always, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being wall fans. Thank you all for having so much common sense. As always, you know, that's the main theme here is common sense. And remember, with that common sense, whatever you do, always, always have passion. So, as always, I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke. This has been episode 29 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. And remember, wall fans, always have passion. But no matter what you do, no matter who you meet, no matter why you do it, no matter what you say, always use common sense.